welcome to That Happy Habit, the podcast, a space where I, your host, Meg Goodman, discuss mindset, habits and routines, personal experience and self-development. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of That Happy Habit, the podcast. Today, we are going to be discussing my relationship with alcohol and a little bit about the journey that's led me to where I am today. The reason I've chose to do this podcast today is it's exactly one year since I changed it up and decided I wasn't going to live the way I had been living for a long time. So I'm really excited to be able to share this journey with you. But before that, I will just go into a quick update and let you know a bit more about the planning and what's going to be happening around the podcast and the business for the next wee while. Um, Today is the officially the first day of the school holidays for term two, which gives me a lot of business time. So I'm really excited to be able to bring forward some really cool ideas that I've been thinking about for a while and start posting of my new planner which arrived on Friday and I opened them this morning and they are just perfect. I'm so excited to be able to share them with you and to be able to start posting them and to be actually able to give you all a physical thing that I've worked on and I'm really proud of. So they will be launching on Tuesday the 11th of July. Um, I'll put out a little pod snip just to remind you all on the day of posting just so that you know but I am really 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 excited about them so I would appreciate any support you can give share them that kind of thing along with that there is a giveaway currently running where you can win the very first desk pad so if you head over to that happy habit the Instagram you'll see it's pinned to the top of my profile and you can get commenting as many people as you want the only condition is you have to be following me so head there to try and win that um So we just actually, the reason this is coming out late, and I hate being late, for those who know me, I am a timing control freak for stuff like this, Um, but we were in Christchurch over the weekend having a little bit of a rest before coming into the school holidays where I was going to get to work on the business, and when we were coming home, there was such a heavy downpour of snow in Dunedin that we couldn't get over the motorway to come home, so... We were pretty fortunate that my colleague had a spare bed and they were more than happy for us to stay with them. Really grateful for that. Um, But it's just kind of one of those things, you can't do much about it. We had to laugh. Um, And then we just moved on and now we we got home first thing this morning. So I've just been unpacking, doing washing, all that kind of stuff. But I'm super excited to smash into some business gear and some business work. Um, Also on the podcast note, this episode is the end of season one. I've decided that I'm going to take a one month hiatus from the podcast in order to help me evolve into the season two and what that's going to look like. So this is going to be the last one for season one and then it'll push forward into season two. Season two will start on August the 7th and it'll be moving into some new fun stuff and a little bit I'm really pushing myself outside of my comfort zone for this next season, so I'm beyond excited. Um, I've got some really cool interviews lined up with some really interesting people, and I'm going to start moving into doing weekly episodes. I was doing a bit of reflection and goal setting of what I've really enjoyed over this past year, and the podcast always came out at like number one. So I'm just looking for ways that I can evolve this and that I can make it more fun for myself. So by interviewing some people and getting some backlogs, I will be able to start releasing weekly. 
which I'm really looking forward to as well. So lots of exciting things that are coming up and lots of exciting things that are challenging me and making me a better person and a better business owner. So I really appreciate all of your support that's been leading into this. Um, before we hit into the episode, which this is going to be quite a heavy episode, um, I would like to do a recommendation that's a little more lighthearted. Um, catch up with a friend who lights up your soul. So over the weekend, I caught up with my, well, Josh's cousins, but my cousins and one of my really close friends. And I really felt that my soul was on fire after this weekend. And I felt so passionate and so driven and so motivated. So this is just your reminder that although sometimes you may not see these people all the time, that are out there and reconnect with them because they do bring you that drive and that push that sometimes you need to get going into this. All right, let's get into the episode. Okay, my relationship with alcohol. This has been a rocky one to sum it up. It's been extremely interesting and it's involved a lot of personal development, a lot of self-growth and so much journaling to get to where I am today. I'm really excited to be able to share this with you and I'm excited that it's been one year and and I'm not calling it one year sober because that's not true I still drink so I feel like I should premise before we start this that I'm not a medical professional this is entirely my opinion and my personal experience that I have had with this and what this has looked like for me I'm not in any way shape or form saying that this is what it should look like for you and that this is the the guideline and the steps that you should follow and that you should quit drinking forever and that this shouldn't be shouldn't be something that you do but I do want to say that if you do need support with any form of drug or alcohol substance use in New Zealand or Aotearoa um, there's the drug and alcohol helpline New Zealand at the phone number for that is a free to call it's 0800 I'll pop that in the show notes. There are trained counsellors that are always available to call. They are a fantastic service and it's amazing that they're available 24 hours every single day of the week. Please call if you need help. It's not a bad thing to reach out for help. Also, if you would like to get in touch with me about any of this, I'm more than happy to chat to you about any of my experiences. But again, I'm not a trained professional. This is just my opinion. On that note, let's get into it. So today is, like I said, it's one year since I took control of my drinking habits. So I'm going to take you back to what led me to make this decision. Um, I woke up in my sister's flat in Auckland and I woke up hungover on a Sunday morning and I was sitting there going, I've come to Auckland where I came up for something else, but I also came to Auckland and I got to see my sister for the first time in such a long time. And the first thing I did was get drunk. I didn't, I wasn't focused on the relationships or the connections that I was having with my sister and my cousins that lived there. I was just getting drunk. I don't, and I black out when I get drunk. So I don't really remember the night. It's really patchy. And then I woke up and just went, is this, is this the person I want to be? Is this aligning to who I see myself being next year? And the answer was no. So I knew I had to make a change. I'd been drunk for, I think it was about six weekends in a row because I'd had events on, so in quotation marks, celebrations. So I'd been blackout wasted every single weekend for six weekends and that was the straw that broke the camel's back was that weekend and I just went, 
no, I'm not going to live like this anymore. So I woke up and I did a 50-day challenge that I wrote for myself. Um, I wrote it on the plane, coming home, hungover. But I just had decided I'd had enough and I was going to actually seriously do this. So in about four days into that challenge I started posting on social media so I started posting on my account I think it was called Habits by Meg at the time Um, and I got really into like cooking and going for daily walks and doing all that kind of stuff and I was like why don't I start filming this I was like I really enjoy this so I started filming it and honestly that is what has now led me to where I am today this business would not have evolved had I not gone through the stepping stone with my relationship to alcohol and I would not be the person that I am. So before I had all this and I realized that I needed to make a change and I'm going to go through some of the things that I used in order to help me make that change but I'm going to do that near the end. Um, I So then, I'm going to go through my viewpoints then. Um, I was always known as the girl who could drink. I could drink a jug of beer like I remember at a game of pub golf if you've ever played, played pub golf you'll know what I mean um there was a jug and the par, par was I think four I did it in par one I just literally picked up the jug and sculled the whole thing and I was good at that I was good at that kind of stuff and I thought it made me cool it made me socially accepted it made me um a person that people were like oh yeah Meg's fun Meg's drunk Meg's really funny drunk Meg loses control drunk Meg She's just entertaining was probably the thing. Um, Socially, my go-to was, oh, I'm up for a drink. Let's go for a drink. I want to hang out. Let's, oh, why don't we meet at a bar? We can go for a drink. And that was what I was socially. I didn't know my limits. I didn't recognize the effects alcohol was having on my body. And I drank without being conscious and thinking. So I would scull a beer and then can straight away start on the next one there was no take-up time I didn't give my body time to process I just moved from one alcoholic beverage to the next I would always forget important conversations so I always found when I was drunk I would get into really deep meaningful conversations with close friends and they would confide in me about things and I don't remember I (laughs) always blacked out every pretty much every time I drank over about six standard drinks I would have fuzzy patches of my memory I wouldn't remember getting home I wouldn't remember conversations I'd had with people I would see people again a couple of days later and they'd be like oh me it was so nice to see you on Saturday night and I'd be like I saw you on Saturday night that's embarrassing I I don't remember and so I had to try and I'd have to try and process the fact that I'd I'd not remembered and I'd been there but I didn't know I was there another thing that I do when I'm drunk is I get quite defensive so like I won't take on people's advice I won't listen to people someone will go Meg you're walking the wrong way and I'll be like no I'm not I'm going the right way I'm doing the right thing and I wouldn't get angry by any means but I would definitely get defensive and that's not not something I wanted to be it's not someone who I wanted to be as a person I want to be someone who's collaborative and they're approachable and they take on others opinions and they can take on advice and accept it but drunk me couldn't do that another thing that I noticed it massively did to me is I caused anxiety so obviously there's the hang anxiety where you wake up the next morning and you have anxiety but it wouldn't just be the Sunday for me it would last about till Wednesday at work and I would just get anxious about going to work I would get anxious about going to the gym I would get anxious about going to the supermarket 
I remember having hungover anxiety attacks in the supermarket and being unable to pay for groceries because my anxiety was so high I had to leave. And I remember waking up on Sunday mornings and having full-blown panic attacks about what happened the night before. I couldn't remember. And I just, I was like, why am I doing this to myself? And I thought, well, I'm someone with anxiety, so I'm struggling with this. And I just, I thought, I have anxiety and there's nothing I can do about it. And me being me, I didn't go to the doctor. I didn't try to talk to people about it. I was like, I just, I have to suck it up and deal with it because this is my issue. I didn't try and build on it. Um, I realized that I was revolving all of my holidays, all my trips, all my things around drinking. So I would go on a holiday and the first thing I'd do is go to the bottle store. First thing I would do is, oh, I have to grab alcohol. I have to grab something to drink. And I was like, why is that the first thing that I think of? And I was trying to challenge that that's the way I was viewing it. Um, and obviously I didn't like my hangovers. Hangovers suck. You can't be productive. And I used to force myself to be productive because you have to meal prep. You have to do your, your normal adult things. But man, that was sucky. <laughs> like I just didn't enjoy them. The head spins, the vomiting, all that kind of stuff. It just wasn't for me. So then to a bit of a viewpoint now, um, I'm, I've stopped using alcohol as a relaxation tool. So if I have a really stressful day, I now use exercise or communication or walking or stretching or a bath or a shower as a relaxation tool rather than reaching for a drink. So I found once I started teaching, I actually would drink a couple of times during the week as well, not just the weekends. So I would be reaching for a beer on a Wednesday night because I'd had a really stressful day rather than going for, to the gym. So on my way home in carpool, I would buy a beer and drink it in the car as a relaxation tool rather than using healthy forms of communication and um, reaching out to a colleague because I've had a stressful day. So I was using it as a crutch, basically. Um, right now, something I'm struggling with is feeling guilty for not drinking or having changed. So recognising that I am a different person now to what I was a year ago I'm not the same socially. I used to be a massive social butterfly and my my energy, my drive to be at social situations was limitless. And now I'm hitting the end of my social battery. I don't have that same want to be at social events until 3am. I want to go till about 10pm. Then I want to go home, put my fat pants on and hop into bed. I am valuing my routines, my Oh, pushing myself in other areas and I don't think I would be able to do that if I was still drinking I could not find that healthy balance um FOMO is also something I'm struggling with so the missing out section I feel and I actually had a good example of it from this weekend but I managed to have a mental thing where I worked through it um I was we all woke up on the morning and we went out to we got breakfast and that kind of stuff we came back and we were playing board games and everyone was having a bubbles and I was like I bought a bubbles because I was like it's end of term I want to celebrate and then I was like why am I doing this I had to question it why am I associating bubbles with celebration why am I associating alcohol with celebration and I went let's just have a half glass and so I had a half glass mixed it with some orange juice and had a mimosa at midday and that took me like an hour and a bit to drink because I could feel it I was like I can feel this alcohol and I don't I don't actually want to drink and so I made the active decision I'm not going to drink more than this one for the next few hours so I had that one and then I just drank water but it was interesting and I've I've made it now so that drinking is a choice it's not a habit so when I go to have a have some alcohol I am actually actively going I'm choosing to drink this alcohol and I'm aware of what it's going to do to my body 
and the situation that it's going to put me in. Am I going to be able to drive? Am I going to be able to have communication with my friends? Am I going to be able to stay level-headed? Am I going to be able to have fun and not get anxious? Um, I'm also the driver all the time now, and how handy is that? Um, Having a sober driver is mint. I do think, though, something that did annoy me right at the start of this journey into becoming alcohol-free was all the questions I got asked. Are you pregnant? Why are you not drinking? That's lame. And, like, just all that kind of stuff that was associated with this. And it was really challenging, and I had to push through and go, well, it just doesn't suit for me. It makes me anxious. It, anxiety was definitely the tool I said, to, and people understand that. They can recognise and connect with that, so it was easy for them to understand but it, it, there was so much more to it and there's this these underlying layers that I have had to work through in identity and figuring out who I am without alcohol. Um, so I'm definitely not sober by any means. Like I said, I had a glass of bubbles on the weekend and then half a cider. Um, but I'm also not the person I used to be. I drink probably once every one to two months. I'm, yeah, like I was going out to the bar on... Wednesday is a catch up with all my friends but I'll get an alcohol free beer I love beer, it's something I've always really enjoyed and there's a whole range of alcohol free drinks now so I can still be a part of this um, a couple of highlights that I've had since um, since cutting out booze and just trying to rejig my life around that was I went to my first concert sober, so I've been drunk at every concert that I've been at as an adult so from about 17 onwards, any concert I've been to I have been drunk in the mosh pit (laughs) and just having a good old time but I went to my first one sober and I was like so worried I was like am I gonna be fun is this gonna be boring I was like am I not gonna enjoy this and I think I had more fun because I was dancing and I was singing at the top of my lungs and I was just so present in the moment and I wasn't worried about when the next drink was coming or should I leave during the song to go buy another drink I just had a bottle of water and I had such a good time and then the best thing is we walked out of the concert got in the car and drove home and I was like I just never imagined that at 24 this would be the person I am and this would be the life I'm living um Oh, another highlight had been when I went to Beer Fest. So I drank at Beer Fest. I think I had about eight beers across the course of the day. But then I stopped. So we, we went back to my friend's house and I actively stopped drinking and everyone else continued. And I went, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to have water. I'm going to have soda water. And I, I've never had that before. I've never been able to stop. I used to get to that tipsy point and just go, nah, let's soldier on. Let's get drunk. But I stopped and I went, I actually don't want to be hungover tomorrow. And if I stop now because it's 6pm, I'll feel fine tomorrow. And I did. So I think learning where my limits are and what alcohol makes me feel like. And then even on this weekend when I got, we were at bowling and I was drinking a cider and I got halfway through the cider and I just went to Josh, I don't want the rest of this. Um, I can feel it. Like I could feel my heart getting faster. I could feel myself warming Um and I started to get stressed because I was like, oh, my, my body's changing. Like I can, I can actively feel what the alcohol is doing to me. I was getting flushed. I was getting warm and uncomfortable. And so I was like to Josh, you can have the rest or I'm just going to leave it. Um, because I was like, I actually don't want it. So recognizing that A, you don't have to finish the drink and B, you are allowed to do what you want and nobody should judge you for it. So if you don't want to have that rest of that drink, you don't have to. If you just want to drink non-alcoholic stuff the whole night, you don't have to. If you want to go out and drink six beers at that bowling you you can it doesn't matter 
you are in your own little bubble and you're trying to figure out what works best for you and what doesn't. Right, the tool I used. So something that you can proactively, if this is something that you're struggling with in an area you think you want to move forward in, um, a tool that I used was a book by Anne Grace, Annie Grace, um, and it was called the 50, I think it was the, the alcohol challenge or 50 day alcohol challenge, and you're meant to go 50 days sober. Um, and I did do that. Um, and it involved journaling prompts, meditations. I listened to the book. It was fantastic. So I have a snippet from when I first did my journaling for that. And I had to write down everything I was scared of. Um, I had to write down what I was scared was going to change when I stopped drinking. And so one of the massive ones was my relationship with Josh. I was really worried that that things were going to get not... They weren't going to be the same. We weren't going to be intimate. We weren't going to be able to have those deep conversations but if anything it's just got tenfold better because instead of relying on alcohol for us to have those those big conversations we bring them up sober now and we we want to talk about that kind of stuff and and he challenges my way of thinking like if I go oh I think I'll have a drink this week and he's like why why are you why are you sacrificing what you've been working so hard to build to try and fit in and and I love it and I think it makes me feel so good and I feel so supported another thing I thought was going to change was my relationship with my friends um I thought because I wasn't the party girl anymore because I wasn't the fun drunk it was going to change well Meg doesn't drink anymore she's boring but that's not at all what happened like not even close my friendships have gotten so much better I'm way better at communicating I reach out to people more often I remember I have built supportive friends who support my business and my community and are actively there to help me and I am actively there to help them I am present in every situation that I am in I'm a better teacher I'm a better fiance and I'm a better friend because I don't drink anymore my anxiety has pretty much next to gone um I would say that it was 99% associated with alcohol um and just the hangover and the the negative effects that it managed to have on my body I wouldn't be where I am today if I was still drinking like I was becoming sober curious has given me the tools that I needed to succeed in my business, my personal life, and my working life. And I could not be more grateful for myself when I was able to stop and reflect and go, this was too much, I'm done, um, I've, I'm moving past this. And I I hope that this episode is I, it's something for someone who needs to hear this or someone who's who's ready to take that next step and move away from it or you may feel entirely in control of this and that's okay but I didn't I had no control over my relationship with alcohol I didn't even know what my relationship with alcohol was so I reached out on my Instagram to ask a few people about their relationship with alcohol and that kind of stuff and a lot of what I received back was basically alcohol that gives you them the hangover anxiety um but it also makes them happy and it makes them have fun and it brings out their social side um I read a few people brought in and said they know their limits so they could have about three beers and still have a really good time and then what they'll do is they'll tip out their beer down the sink and they'll just fill their can with water and then nobody knows that they're not drinking um and I was like that's a really cool tool and what a way to limit 
know your limits and I just I didn't do that I did not know my limits and I do now so that's been a powerful thing for me um I also asked if you were a drinker um if you didn't drink and you were kind of on and off you didn't drink all the time but you do drink sometimes and the people who drink and the people who drink sometimes were about equal so we had about 40 percent to each um and then about 10 10 20 said that they don't drink at all and I was like how powerful there's such a range and everyone is in different places with their journey with this and no two people are going to be having the exact same experience from this so just acknowledging that your experience is individual and it's allowed to be um, the last thing I asked is why you drink. Um, so a few people put they didn't know, they hadn't thought about it. And I was like, fair enough. I, To be fair, before I started this, I did not know why I drank. Most people put celebration. Um, and I think that's totally fair. Alcohol is so strongly associated with celebration. And how clever is the marketing tools that they've used for this? You want to have a birthday? You get bubbles. You're graduating? You get bubbles. Or you go out for a beer. Um, you're catching up with friends. It's a social celebration. They got a new promotion. Let's get a drink. Let's go for a cocktail. It is so ingrained into our culture and our society that we celebrate with alcohol. So there's no wonder that's the highest. Um, a few people put it's the weekend because it is, it's, again, marketing. It's been ingrained in us in New Zealand that we drink on the weekends. Um, it's Friday night. Let's go for a beer, that kind of mentality. So from this podcast, I challenge you to sit and think about your relationship with alcohol, even if it doesn't change anything. I just, I want you to be present in the decision-making processes you have. Be present in the moment and think about it. Challenging yourself is always a success. You learn, you grow, you personally develop. So I challenge you to challenge yourself. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of That Happy Habit, the podcast. If you're keen to hear more about us or find us elsewhere, you can find us over on Instagram and TikTok at That Happy Habit. Further, you can find us on Shopify at That Happy Habit, where we've released our four-week productivity planner. If you had time, could you please leave a comment or a review in the section below? We really appreciate your support, and this is how others find our podcast. Or, easier, you could just share it with someone that you know. Thank you so much. Bye.